Amen. I think it'd be important right now that we pray. Amen. Let's, let's pray together and ask two things. I want you to pray for me. Everybody say pray for the pastor. I want you to pray for me if you can every day. But pray for me today and I'm going to pray for you. Okay. And then when you said a few things about praying for me, then maybe pray for the person next to you. Um, and when you pray, some, sometimes you're like, okay, Pastor, what do you want me to pray? I'm going to ask you that you pray for them that they receive the word of the Lord. Okay? And that's it's very important. The Bible says that we need to receive it with readiness. Everybody say readiness. What that means is you're on the edge of your seat ready to receive the word. When I read the word, when I go to the house of God, I want to be ready to receive it. So we pray so we can be ready to receive. Amen. So I want you to pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. And then you pray for those that are around you right now. In the name of Jesus, let's pray. Jesus, almighty God, Lord, there are people in this room that I have not had the privilege to really even talk to yet. People that I've building relationships with. And some people I've known for quite a while, but Lord, you've known us from the very beginning. You've known me from the very beginning, just like you've known all these fine folks in this room here today. Lord, I ask you, God, to prepare their heart, that God, that they would not refuse your word here today, that they would not uh, uh, turn a deaf ear, but that God, that they would be ready in their spirit to receive your word. And Lord, in this time of prayer right now, I wonder if there would be somebody, that God, you know this better than I do. Maybe somebody can repent right now and say, God, forgive me, Lord, of what I have done in my life. I'm glad I'm here today, Lord. But God, I'm sorry for the things that I've taken part of. And I've come today because, Lord, I, I want to make a new start. I want to make a new life. I want to make the uh, better decisions than what I have made in the past. So, Lord, I need your word Lord, to uh, somehow reach into my soul and reach into my mind. God, I pray that, Lord, your spirit be made manifest in this place through glory, through, the, through, through your word, and through somebody being baptized in your name. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. And everybody say amen. And while you're still standing, we're going to read a couple verses of Scripture. I have two messages up here, and we're going to see. I'm not going to preach both of them. But somebody said, okay, I hope not. Is that you, Mark? Mark's like, no, please, no, not two messages. I have the readiness for one, not for two. No. Um, I'll just say this. It's good to have Mark and Becca here today. He is helping us find a new location for our church. And, um, and um, he, we've visited a few places, and we're just going to believe that God's going to open up a door. Because we need to move. Somebody say amen. 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 Lord knows where it is. Amen. Genesis chapter number one, verse number one. And this scripture is not in either one of the two messages I have. So we're going we're gonna to just go here today. And we're just going to see where the Lord takes us here. Genesis chapter number one, verse number one. In the beginning. Everybody say in the beginning. In the beginning, God. Everybody say God. How many believe that in the beginning, God. Now, here's, here, I want some class participation. Would you raise your hands if you believe in the beginning God? You probably wouldn't be here <laughs> if you didn't believe in the beginning God. Um, so that is the basis of the word of the Lord, in the beginning God. And um, you have to accept his declaration today of in the beginning God. Okay, you have to accept that declaration. 
So in the beginning, God created, everybody say created, created. the heavens and the earth. Everybody say amen. amen. Can you stand for a little bit longer and read another verse of scripture? First Kings chapter number 19. And you may think that these scriptures don't go together, but with the help of the Lord, we're going to pull all this together and get to the cross. Amen. First Kings chapter number 19, starting at verse number 19. So he departed thence. In other words, he left, okay, and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he, with the 12th, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. This will be semblance of a mantle here today. He passed by Elisha, and Elijah cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. And I want you to get this word picture in your mind. A guy was out plowing the field. He was going about his day, Fred, just doing what he was supposed to do. He was providing for his family. But a man named Elijah came by and dropped the mantle upon Elisha, and he kept walking. Kind of rude. Just like, dude, you left something with me, and now you keep walking. So Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow thee. Interesting. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke, and took a yoke of oxen, and he slew them. And boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did eat. And he arose, everybody say, he arose, and went after Elijah, and ministered unto him. Everybody say the mantle. I'm going to try to bring a couple things together here today with the help of the Lord, but I want to preach from this topic or this title and I'm not good at titles. We're just going to run with it. If it makes sense later, it makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And um, we're going to preach upon the authority of the cross. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The authority of the cross. I'm going to pray one more time. I don't think we could pray enough here today. Let's pray. Jesus, let every heart be ready to hear your word. I thank you, Jesus, for your power. I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. I thank you, God, for everything that you're going to accomplish here today. Lord, you know your eyes are upon each and every person that is in here. And you're looking for faith to leap out of our hearts. And God will give you praise and glory after your work is complete. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 You can be seated. Everybody say a mantle. Amen. How many has a mantle at home over your fireplace or something? Some of you? Um, I have an electric fireplace got a mantle. Um, I don't know if that works. Um, I have a mantle over a, a fireplace we never use in the house, one of those wood fireplaces. Uh, we never really use it because uh, the first time I used it, I, uh, I uh, smoldered the house, and my wife said, that's closed from now on. Um, and so we, we, I did a fine job of during the winter months, months because the fireplace can be very drafty, um, this is not even in my message, but we're just trying to, I'm trying to break the ice here. And uh, it was so drafty, so I took about an inch, about an inch size of, of foam board, and I put it over the fireplace, 
and then put this nice blue tape around it. I'm real classy like that. And uh, put blue tape around it. And then I took black paint, and I painted it all black. So when somebody comes in the house, they really don't even notice that there's even a fireplace there. It's just like a, a black little thing there. And Oh, we got all the equipment out there. We got the fire stoker, you know. But you can't use the fireplace. And, uh, but that's not the kind of mantle we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a mantle of the Old Testament and apply that to the cross here today. The mantle um, was an outer garment. Everybody say an outer garment. This is not a mantle, but it will... Um, be one today. This one's actually got my name on it. And I, I feel bad, but I can't remember who gave this to me. I think it was Uncle Ron. I believe he, he gave this to me. And um, uh, it's, it, it's, it almost looks like Jim. I don't, maybe this is Jim's towel. I, I don't know. But thank you, Jim, if this is your towel and I'm borrowing it today. Uh, no, it, it was given to me, I believe, by my Uncle. And we find in this story here today that Elijah was walking by Elisha. And Elisha was about his business. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He was just going through his day. And Elijah came by and put the mantle upon Elisha. Now, we're not going to talk about necessarily the story so much, but we're going to talk about the importance of a mantle. Everybody say a mantle. The mantle in itself was a cloth. In fact, it was more than a cloth, and I did some studying on this. A mantle was made of lambskin. It was a, something that clothed the man. It was something that covered him. It was the outer garment. It was a garment that identified who he was. It was a mantle of, if I can put it this way, it was a mantle of authority. As Elijah passed this mantle on to Elisha, Elisha had a new job description. He had something that came upon him that he said, this oxen and this thing I'm doing right now pales in comparison to what was just delivered to me. So Elijah passed this mantle on to Elisha. See, the mantle of God was one that represented who you were. It represented that you were a child of God. The mantle was on the outward expression, was an outward expression of what was living on the inside. Ladies and gentlemen, when I go down in a watery grave in baptism in Jesus' name, that is an outward expression of what's happening on the inside of me. Okay? And we may, we're going to get through this here. The mantle of God's anointing is not the first garment. But it was a garment that was seen above all other garments. It was a garment that was placed above all other things. It clothed everything that was on that man. It is added only to those who have been clothed in a salvation or a turning away or a walking a new path type of person. The mantle could not be uh, given. The anointing could not be applied until there was a heart change. The, the mantle could not be given unto Elisha unless Elisha had the heart to receive it. Let me just say that again. The mantle of authority, the mantle of the anointing of the Lord could not be given to somebody unless they had the readiness of mind to receive it. They had a heart after God. They had a heart to receive the authority of God upon their life. I could imagine, if you will with me, in Psalms 51, 
verse number 10. Elisha had the heart of David when he says, David wrote this, he said, Create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. The mantle could not fall upon Elisha until he had a clean heart. Until he had a heart that was after God. It was a heart that was, did not want to perhaps uh, uh, live any other life. He, he was going through his daily chores. He was going through his daily things that he needed to do for his family. But there was something on the inside of him that he wanted God to touch his life. He was longing for a desire for God to do a work in him. You see, being an outer garment, it was impossible to hide. Everybody could see it. Let me just say this today, that when God touches me and the mantle of the cross, if you will, begins to touch my life, I don't care who sees what I got. I don't care what people think about me when I got the cross applied to my life. I don't care what you think about me when I raise my hands unto Jesus. I I don't really care what the world says about me because I have the mantle or the authority of the cross applied to my life. You see, this mantle, it had slits in it, not sleeves. It had slits in it, so when he put it over his shoulder, he could, he could put his arms through it or put his head through the slit, and he could, he could wear it as a blanket over the top of him. The blanket or this mantle had blue fringes on the border to remind them in Numbers 15 and 38 that that mantle had those fringes, and in that fringes it was to remind that person to keep the commandments of God. If you want to be anointed today, you need to be reminded every day to be touched by the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a true believer in what Paul said, and I'll say this a lot when I preach, and is is that you have to die daily. In other words, you need to be reminded of what the Lord has done for you. It's just not an Easter sermon. It's not a just a time of resurrection, but I need to be reminded of what the Lord did for me every single day. And when you allow the mantle of the authority of God to rest upon you, you have the reminder of that walk, the reminder of what the Lord has done for you. The mantle could not be taken as collateral for a loan. The mantle could not be taken as collateral. The anointing cannot be loaned out. I can't take what God has done for me and give it to you. The Lord's got to give it to you just like he has done it to me. And my Bible said he is no respecter of person. Therefore, if God washed away my sins, Tommy, he can wash away your sins. If God did it for me, he can do it for you. If God saved me from this muck of this world, God can do it for you. You say, Pastor, that's easy for you to say. No, it used not to be easy for me to say. It's because there was a time that when I was a young man, I was ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I was ashamed to say at times that, you know, my, my dad's a preacher because I was wanting to fit in with the cool kids. And the cool kids, their dads weren't preachers. Their dads were doctors and lawyers and all these things. But what I have realized today is that my father and mother gave me the greatest gift that this world could ever give. And that's the mantle of the cross of Calvary. I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful that I have the gift of the Holy Ghost and his sin, my sins being washed away. The mantle was a reminder. The mantle was something 
that changed our or your identity when you put it upon your shoulders. It was a reminder that something had to die for you to wear it. When that mantle was a, it was of lamb's skin and it was a, of lamb's wool. There was a reason why the Bible says he who died was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, that mantle was a reminder of what was to come. That mantle was a reminder that there was something that had to die for my sins. Ladies and gentlemen, the cross of Calvary is the mantle here today. And I'm thankful for the lamb that was slain for my sins thankful for the mantle of the cross. I'm thankful for the authority of the cross. John chapter number 14, verse number 26. I'll read this here in just a moment. But the Bible teaches us that the mantle was not only for, for a reminder. It was not only to remind us of what had died for this anointing. But the Bible says that mantle or that blanket was there for comfort. It was there to keep them comfortable that when the nights got cold, they could wrap up in that mantle. When they want to lay their head on the pillow at night, that mantle was there for them to rest their head. John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whosoever I have said unto you. I'm thankful that I know the comforter. I'm thankful today that I know a God that is not going to leave me comfortless but he's going to send his spirit to me that he will keep me and guide me and make sure that my spirit is one with him. So the mantle could not be taken as collateral. It was there for comfort. It was there for a resource. It was there as a reminder. It was there to remind God, to remind us to to keep his commandments. The The mantle was protection. Everybody say protection. It was protection from the elements. In the sun, it was a shade. In the wind, it was a shield. In the rain, it was a cover. In the cold, it was warmth. It was flexible and suitable for all times and seasons. Ladies and gentlemen, when you come to know Jesus in the power of the cross, he is suitable for all seasons. He is suitable when the sun gets hot in my life. It's suitable when the the day is full of rain and sorrow. I'm here to tell you today, the power and the authority and the power of the cross is suitable every single day for everyone that desires the power of the cross. You see, Jesus is a well that never runs dry. I said he is a well that never runs dry. It's like the mantle. It was a not only just a place of comfort. It was not only a place to shield. It was not only a place of reminder. But it tells me that his love was enduring. His love that he died for me. His love goes beyond everything in my life. It goes on to protect my future. It protects my past. In fact, it washes away the sin of my past. It protects me in my future. But it also takes care of the present. That means where I am am right now. The Lord is also. And if I begin to raise my hands unto a Savior, and I begin to raise my hands to a worthy God, the mantle of the cross will fall upon my life. See, the mantle, it represents the application of the cross to our lives. When you put on the cross and you apply the death, burial, and resurrection, then you will be changed from the inside out. 
You see, you may not wear a physical mantle today, but we do carry the beauty of the cross. And what a beautiful thing it is to say that I have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. What a beautiful thing it is to have joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. What a beautiful thing it is to have the peace that passes all understanding. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? That I'm just telling you that when Jesus came into my life and began to wash away the sins of my human humanity and my carnality, Something was lifted off of me. I don't know how he did it, but something was lifted off of me. And the shame and the guilt that I once carried, the, the problems that I once carried, I gave them over to the Lord. And he finds a way out when there seemeth to be no way in my life. Why is it beautiful? Because what came after the application of the anointing in Jerusalem, the world has become an ugly place. I said this world's an ugly place. The more I pastor, the more I find that this world is not as shocking anymore as it used to be. There are so many things that are going on, perhaps even in your life today, that perhaps would shock me or shock somebody in this room. But the devil is trying to destroy lives. He is trying to separate you from one thing. He is trying to separate you from the cross. Everything that he can do to keep you from the cross, he will do. Bible says you can't serve two masters. You either hate the one or love and love the other, or you, you, you got to find in yourself not to love the two masters, but the devil wants you to love two masters. He wants you to go to church, and he wants you to live in the world. Because if he can get you just to serve two masters, he has done his job, and you'll find yourself falling away from God in this world if you can just serve two masters. But the Lord says you can't serve two masters. You need to serve me with all your heart and give, and, and give no place to the devil, or, or you're going to have to do those. If you do those things, the Bible says he will spew you out of his mouth. He doesn't like anything that's lukewarm. You see, the world has become this ugly place. It has, it has spit people out. It has caused mass confusion in this world we live in. I'm not a political person, but I'm here to tell you today that there is no place in this world for the confusion that we have right now. The only answer that I can tell you today that will fix all the problems in the world is the cross of Calvary. I said the only thing that can fix everything in this world, I don't care what your, your motive is, I don't care what your situation is, I don't care what your background is, the only thing that is a for sure answer is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You see Luke chapter number 9, verse number 23, and he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words of him will the Son of Man be ashamed. Are you willing to forfeit your whole life? Are you willing to forfeit everything that you have for, for just a time of pleasure? But as was mentioned earlier today, this sin, this world is full of sin. And it may be fun. It may be wonderful for a moment, but in the end, you will find yourself in bondage, in a place not being able to get out, a place of shame. 
in a place of guilt. But this mantle wants to fall upon your life here today. The cross of Calvary wants to fall upon your life. There was an old um, saying, if you will, or a poem I want to read to you today. It's called, My King. My King. Everybody say, My King. Says this. My king, the Bible says the king is the king, is the king of the Jews. He is the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. That's why he's my king. I wonder, do you want to know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him today? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He is unparalleled. He is unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He is the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient Savior. I wonder today, do you know him? He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens strengthens and he sustains it. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives the sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent and he beautifies the meek today. I wonder, do you know this king today? He's the king to knowledge. He is the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway to holiness. He's the gateway to glory. I wonder today, do you know this king? His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Do you know him today? I wish I could describe him to you. He's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible and he's irresistible. You can't get get him out of your mind. You can't get him off your hand. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. The pilot couldn't find any fault in him, and Herod couldn't kill him. You see, death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah, that's the kind of king that I serve. That's the kind of king that I serve. I wanted you to know that's the mantle of the authority of God. That's my king. When I talk about the cross, I'm not talking about just a man. I'm not talking about just some some guy that walked down the road. No, I'm talking about the powerful, wonderful authority of the almighty God. 
You see, God is looking for a few good men and women to pick up the mantle of the cross and say, that's my king. I said, God is looking in this place for somebody that said, I want to go to the cross because that's the kind of king I want to have in my life. Now, I am, I am one to know that there are people in this room that you have been knocked around in life a few times. That you have not had a fair shake, if you will. That things just don't seem to go your way. And you can't get on this side of victory. You can't find a way to get victory any day. Come on, somebody say amen. You feel like you can't get ahead in life. You feel like you take two steps forward and you take three steps back, if you will. Times to get tough and that you're just looking for some way to get ahead. Let me tell you something. When you put on the mantle of the cross, let me tell you something. When you put on the mantle of the cross, His victories become my victories. I said his victory become my victories. Because when I identify somebody as my king, all the authority that king has comes to me. Because I become a son and a daughter of the king and the most righteous person or the most righteous king to ever walk the grace of this or grace this earth. I'm here to tell you today, when I feel weak, I go to the king because he's full of strength. Because his strength is my strength. The Bible actually says, when I am weak, then am I strong. Why? Because the king of all glory has the strength and he gives it to me when I lay the power of the cross upon my life. That means all the battles that he has won, all the things that he has done in this life, all the things and the victories through the Old Testament, to the healing of the sick in the New Testament, to the healing of of blind Bartimaeus, to, to the one who was sitting by the pool of Bethesda. That's my king. So when I step under the authority and the power of the cross, I can say, that's my daddy. I can begin to cry and begin to thank and say, I'm a part of that family, and I'm a part of that chain of authority, and I'm a part of what he has done. So his victories become my victories. When you step into a family, they bring you in. And they say, you know what? What mine is yours. You come into my house, anything you in the refrigerator you want, you can have it. I can't promise you it's going to be much any good. <laughs> my daughter made lemonade the other day, yesterday. Lordy mercy. Mama pulled out the phone just to see what I would react to. She had so much sugar in there. I woke up this morning. I said, I'm going to try it again. I took, a, I took one sip of that. I put about a half a cup. I poured it in there, and I took one sip. I pulled out a water bottle and filled the cup the rest of the way up, which is regular water. I said, now we're talking. But when you step into the king's house, what's his is yours. When you step into the power of the cross, what is his is yours. That means when I am weak in life and I feel like I haven't got any victory, I can step on the victorious side because victory is now mine. And when I don't have any joy, the Bible says he is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And when I don't have joy, I can put on the mantle and the power and the authority of the cross and I can step out of here with joy. I like the word peace. Everybody say peace. 
when you put the cross upon your life and God begins to speak into your life and God begins to wash away your sins, he brings peace into your life. I like the word peace because that means order. Everybody say order. order. God puts things in order. You can walk out of here and you can feel the presence of God, but you have not applied the cross because you go right back to the same disorder and dysfunction of this world. But oh, when I put on the mantle of the cross and the authority of God, he steps down as the peacekeeper and he walks before me and prepares a way in the midst of my enemies. The Bible says that he is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That means this world is dark and it's dreary, but the light of Jesus Christ and the light of the the cross walks before me and prepares a place in the midst of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of king I want to serve. That's the kind of mantle I want to have. That's the kind of authority I want to live in in this life. See, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power. Everybody say all power. Y'all could probably, some of y'all quote this. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe. Everybody say all things. Whatsoever I command you, and lo, I am with you always. Y'all good. Even until the end of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I want that kind of king to walk with me until the end of the world. That means my days could be numbered. My day could be my days could be ending this week until the end of my world, until the end of this moment. I want the God that has all power. In that verse number 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power. That scripture, actually, that word also means all authority. I said all authority. We read a verse of scripture at the very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That tells me he has all authority. He has all power. He has all knowledge. He created you and he created me. He created everything in this world, so he has all authority. And I want the created hand of God to move in my life. And the God that has all the authority that we have, uh, that he has to begin to wrap his his loving arms around me and he begins to say what now is mine is now yours and that's what the power of the cross does it rectifies some things I once was lost but now I'm found I used to be the prodigal but the father was coming after me and he's going to put a robe on my shoulders and put a ring on my finger and I will be able to claim again the inheritance of my father you know the cool thing about God I think he's pretty cool. And then when I do fail him, and I go back to him and say, God, I'm sorry. The Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive. There are people in this room, I'm just going to say it, that you've walked away from God. But don't be, don't be alarmed here today that you're going to come back to a king that is not merciful. Oh, you can go back to the Lord and you can pick up the mantle of the cross. And God will say, I will forgive you. I will call you unto myself. And then the victories that you used to enjoy, the peace that you used to enjoy, the joy that used to be there can come right back into your spirit once again when you pick up the power of the cross God is a God who is looking 
for somebody to have faith in him. Everybody say faith. Faith in him. I'm about to close. Let's turn, if you will, to Acts chapter number 1. You can't talk about the cross and not get to the book of Acts. Something about the mantle and the power of the cross. How do I, how do I live? How do I move? How do I have my being? How do I live if I accept the power of the cross? How, 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 do, I, how do I find myself when this world gets ugly and I, I don't know how, how, to, how to act anymore and what to say anymore? What, do I, what am I supposed to do? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you how the Lord walks before us. You see, Jesus died upon the cross. But we had talked about it a moment ago. Death couldn't hold him. I said, amen. I said, death couldn't hold him. Death couldn't hold him down. And we read in Matthew chapter number 28, verses 19, he says, Go ye therefore, make disciples, baptism, baptizing them in my name. But in book of Acts chapter number 1, at verse number 8, he said, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What happens when you put the power and the authority and the mantle of the cross upon your life? The same power that is in the creative work of God is the power that he wants to give to you. The same power that he took claim to upon this earth. That same power that he used to create the heavens and the earth. The same power that he took in his hands to deliver this world unto us. The same power that he redeems. The same power that he heals the sick. The same power that he began to heal Lazarus with. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria unto the most parts of the earth. How do I become a witness? How do I become a witness of the power of God? Let me tell you today when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you begin to speak in another language as God sees fit God will begin to show you what a wonderful witness you can be. You begin to witness to the people around you that you're not just a mortal man but you are now a child full of the power and the glory of the cross. Bible says in Acts chapter number 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and one place. Everybody say one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And what did it do? The mantle began to fall from heaven. The fire and the mantle began to fall upon their life. The Bible and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God. Gave the utterance. Verse number two, or chapter number two, Peter began to preach an incredible message. But he comes to verse number 37. He says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what should I do to be saved? Here you go. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the mantle of the power of the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't 
want to leave here without the authority and the power of the cross. You say the power of crosses is just in repentance. Yeah, that's part of it. The power of the cross is in baptism. Yeah, that's a part of it too, and I'm thankful. But oh, when the mantle, the full weight of God and his authority falls into my life, something's got to change on the inside of me. I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't begin to do the same things that I used to do. But oh, I have something that is on inside of me that begins to spill out of my soul. Verse number 19, Acts chapter 2, and I will show wonders in heaven above and in the signs of the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, and the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great notable day of the Lord. There will be a day when God's wrath will come upon this earth and those of us that are not separated unto God will fall prey to the weight and the sin of this world. But I choose to fall under the great King of Kings and the weight of the mantle of the cross that when I walk, I can walk in a newness of life. Yeah, I'm going to look a little different as I walk, but I have a lamb that was slain from the foundation. I have his words because his word is in my life. I'm going to be reminded that when the sun comes out, I have a shelter. And when things get rough, I have a shelter from the rain. And when I need a comfort, I can lay my head upon the mantle the cross and be comforted. Ladies and gentlemen, all, every answer that I have, every answer that you need is in the power of the cross. The power of the cross. Everybody say authority. You know what I like about the authority of the cross? Is that when I open myself up to God, I give him access and the king steps into my life. He says, past, no more. Present, I feel you. And my, your future is now walking different because now I am going before you. I've gone behind you. I am now stepping into your life. I don't know about you today, but I'm reminded again of Psalms 51 when David said, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit. Why? Because I don't want to walk like I used to. I don't want to think like I used to think. I want the glory and the magnificent authority of God to fall upon my life. Let's stand together right now.